When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, what I like about this game is that it's going to end. Uh, there's, there's just there's just nothing. Look, I, don't bet on this game. Go buy a pizza. Like go go eat, eat an entire pizza yourself or something. Like don't 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 waste your money in this game. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast with your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Friday edition of TD Fantasy, Paige Demacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians, and we are getting into all of the games heading into this weekend. Uh, Thursday night was something that I would like to forget. Uh, it was a, uh, I don't even think we need to talk about it, the Oakland Raiders are terrible, but we do need to talk about our presenting sponsor, and that is Fantasy Football at Sea, which we are all very excited about. Uh, August of 2019, go to com. check them out on Twitter and Instagram, all of us are going to be there. There's going to be many more guests. We're going to be tailgating on a private island, drafting. We are going to be giving every single person that plays fantasy football FOMO. And guess what, people? We all know you don't want to have FOMO, so you want to be on this cruise and you want to be a part of what we're doing. So like I said, head over to fantasyfootballatsea.com and we're going to have a great time and we're going to talk a lot of smack and you're going to be able to see it live. So and, that's that's what you want. And I guarantee it will be more exciting than the Raiders offense. Uh, I guarantee you. Uh, every- or defense. Yeah, I guarantee you everything is more exciting than the Oakland Raiders, but we're not going to talk about them. That game is uh, was awful. And before uh, anybody asks, no, do not pick up Nick Mullins. No. So no. I've got a I've got a great Nick Mullins story for you guys. So I'm I'm going to officially no. feel really really old, but he's a year younger than my daughter and went to Spain Park High School with her her senior year in Birmingham, Alabama, before he went to Southern Miss and lost to UAB four times. Uh, so really, I had to get that shot in. Didn't yeah, you? I was going to say. So really, the story that Jake wanted to tell was that he lost the UAB four times. Actually, that, he, he, actually, he didn't play him for two years, so he didn't lose him four times because we lost our program. So I'll take my shot back at myself. But that was uh, a <laughs> make make me feel really old, Nick Mullen story. I'm like, why do I know this name? Because it obviously wasn't football related, which shocks me. And went, oh, that kid used to come over to our house. Okay, that's funny. That is funny, and he. Uh, it was a fun story. It was he played. A- look, the kid played his tail off. If we're going to take anything from last night, he's got some serious moxie. I mean, he played really, really well against a god awful team, and we'll leave. We'll leave Thursday night at that. Yeah, we'll leave Thursday night at that, and uh, we are here for all uh, Raiders fans to apologize to Jamie. I will leave it at that. Whenever you guys are ready to admit that your team sucks, and Jamie was right, feel free to write any sorry cards and uh, ship them to Jamie. I'll make sure that he gets them, and and you guys apologize correctly. Uh, but we're going to start off with the. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start off. Enjoy with the, this, Raiders fans. This yeah, enjoy it, Raiders fans. Uh, Pittsburgh, your owner made the Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens, a matchup that we always like and enjoy. It's always a good game. The Ravens are the standard three-point favorites at home in this matchup, coming off a a, a pretty big butt whooping uh, last week, and we we all thought that the Ravens would kind of have a better game last weekend. So, Jake, I'll let you go first here. What do you see happening in this game? Look, the Ravens caught the Steelers at the right time. The first time they played, they blew them out in Pittsburgh. This team's always, always split, and they tend to always split on the road. Um, 
the Steelers are catching the Ravens now at this time, back-to-back losses. They're not playing very well. Uh, they're struggling a little bit on offense. And the Steelers' defense has played a little bit better. They're coming off. You know, they had the bye in the big week. I think they've got it going. Jamie and I have talked about that. We both think they're going to have really big second halves. So I think it starts right here with winning the division by winning this game. I got the Steelers 24-20 on the road. It's always going to be that three- or four-point game. There's going to be some turnovers. There's going to be some big plays. But these teams always split. And I don't see this year being any different. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think your point about them catching the Ravens now, the Ravens are on the decline at the moment. I still think they're a good team, but they're on the decline at the moment. Steelers are on the rise. I think this is a big game. This is a game they're going to want to get some revenge for, again, getting their butts kicked against the Ravens earlier this year. Again, I, it's a, as I said on the show a few weeks ago, it's against my religion to bet any money on Steelers-Ravens games because they're always just complete just craziness on both sides. But I actually feel pretty good about taking the Steelers in the three points here. Yeah, I, I think, it, as both of you said, the Steelers are on the right track right now and the Ravens are not. So it's a completely different matchup than it was early on in the season. All right, another divisional matchup, the Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a five-point favorite at home. Jake, again, I'll let you go first here. How do you see this one shaking out? So I think this division's up for grabs. I think the Vikings uh, really started to kind of get it going. They're finding their way. They ran into a really, really good Saints team last week that had revenge on their minds, and they kind of hit a buzzsaw. I think they get it. I think they get it going again. I think they they have a good second half and make a run in the playoffs as well. They're playing at home, tough place to play. I would really feel good about betting this game. I got it twenty eight twenty one Vikings, uh, except for the fact that you know it's a divisional game, which makes them always a little bit closer. The Lions playing without Golden Tate for the first time. Interesting to see how that's going to be. He's one of those security blankets for Matthew Stafford. Uh, but I'm still I'm still feeling good about the, this Vikings offense, especially Everson Griffin coming back makes that defense special. Um, I, I feel pretty good about the Vikings in this one. I do too. This was not quite locked territory for me, but Close. this is the closest thing to a lock uh, that we'll say on the podcast here. The Lions tend to play the Vikings tough, so it's a little bit of a concern. And for as bad as they've been, I believe they're technically only a game behind the Vikings in they the standings. Yep. So. Uh, because of the tie. So it makes things a little bit interesting here. Golden Tate, that's, that, playing without him is going to be interesting. He had a 27% target share in that offense, so I want to see where those other targets go. They have other weapons. They have Kenny Galladay. They have Marvin Jones. But that's really about it. That's where it kind of stops. So I want to see if maybe Theo Riddick gets more involved in that offense, see where that goes. It looks like Dalvin Cook is going to play a limited snaps this week. I'm, Stay away. I don't get that. You yeah. have a bye next week. Why, why are you rushing him back at this point? But – uh, looks like they're going to play him a little bit, but yeah, I'm with Paige. Stay away. He, I'm not starting him in even 16 team leagues this week. He's going to get maybe five or six touches at most. Uh, I think the Vikings win this game by a touchdown. They're going to make you sweat this one out, but with a line under a touchdown there, the Vikings are just playing too well right now. Yeah, and I think from a fantasy perspective, if you're a Marvin Jones or a Kenny Galladay owner, they've already been performing well, and I think Golden State getting traded only boosts their fantasy value. So from a fantasy perspective, it's it's a good week to see how, like you said, 27% of the of the offense was going through Golden Tate. So where is that going to go? I bet some of it's going to go to those two guys. So I've got a very random, uh, and this is no insider knowledge, but a very random thing to throw out there going back to my relationship with him in high school, Amir Abdullah could end up playing in the slot for them. Phenomenal hands, nightmare matchup. He's so quick coming in and out of the breaks, even though he had not breakaway speed. Really, really good player in space. I can see him almost taking some of these bubble screens if they don't have another slot guy. Golden Tate was more of that tweener running back, phenomenal after the catch kind of thing. Um, and that gives Amir Abdullah some value for them to maybe move him later on. I think Theo Riddick will also get some, some stuff out of the backfield, but 
don't be surprised. And like I said, there's no insider knowledge, just me having knowledge of Amir Abdullah and his skill set. I can see them using him as a slot guy. Yeah, they need to find a way to use him more. I think he got his first touch of the season. So they need to find a way to get him more involved in the offense. So you don't know anything about Amir Abdullah, do you? Paige? I was going to say, I don't know anything about Did you ever about watch him play football Amir, somewhere? Amir, Amir scoring all the touchdowns and uh, having a lot of quickness for the Nebraska football team. Uh, the How Atlanta, are they doing this year, by the way? Uh, they got two wins in a row, Jamie. You can That's bite cute. down over there. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Falcons going on the road to play the Washington Redskins. Probably the surprise of the, of the year so far is that the Washington Redskins are not only in first place in the NFC East, but an impressive 5-2. and two. Uh, they are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home, so not the standard three points, so people are liking Atlanta here. Uh, Jake, do you think Atlanta is going to go into Washington and cover this spread? I do. I got the Falcons 24-21. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, the Falcons' defense is still just terrible, but I think they can stop the run enough and really load the box. They can have some success stopping the run. I mean, the, the Redskins have ran it really, really well, but the Falcons – offense I think can get enough done I mean this Redskins defense is top seven in the league adding haha Clinton Dix I think is going to be awesome having that just guy playing in center field deep DJ Swearinger can play more in the box um the Redskins have been they've been solid man they run it good they stop the run they play good defense they've been in every game I think they're going to be in this one as well I think the Falcons offense just has a little bit too much because they have some guys that just can outdo any matchup you put on them uh, I actually think the Redskins are going to win this game. Uh, the Falcons are a different team away from home. They're a different team when they're playing outdoors on grass. Uh, I think the Redskins' defense is legit. They're playing extremely well. I think they're going to be able to – they're not going to be able to stop the Falcons' offense, but they'll be able to slow them down. And, again, Matt Ryan away from home is a different football player. We have seen 100%. the splits away. He's good, not great away from home. And I think the Redskins are going to be able to basically run at will against this Falcons, def- against this Falcons defense right now. I think it's actually a relatively low-scoring game, uh, and I think it's a close game, but I think the Redskins win by a field goal. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the Carolina Panthers. Carolina coming off an impressive victory. Kind of seems like this team has got to go in there, a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The big storyline here is obviously Jameis Winston not starting in this game, which is magic, baby. Fitz magic is back. Who's starting Uh, for me in fantasy this week? Oh, over Mitch Trubisky and Russell Wilson. Oh boy. All right, Jamie. Well, uh, (laughs) that, that seems like a death wish, but uh, Jake, uh, what do you see happening in this game? So I got the Panthers 31, 24, which means I got them covering by a half a point. Look, this would not surprise me if the Buccaneers go in there and win. I am not, on the Panthers' bandwagon. Yes, they're 5-2, and two, but this kind of feels like the same Panthers team every year, that they're good enough to maybe win that division or be a wild card first, second round of the playoffs just because they're different. They play a funky brand of football. They play really solid defense. They stop the run really well. Cam makes weird Cam plays, and if he's not accurate with the football, they don't win. And I don't know that Tampa has enough on defense to do anything to them without the, with these linebackers all out, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks went in there and beat them with Fitzmagic, but I'm picking the Panthers 31-24. I think they just keep it kind of going with this weird brand of football that they play. Yeah, I think the line's right about right there. I think they win by a touchdown. It's probably not a game I'm betting. Betting on the NFC South against each other is very difficult. These yeah. teams are very close, and they always play each other tough, even, even when there are maybe five or six, seven games different in the standings by the end of the year. They still play each other tough. I'm with Jake. I think Carolina is a good team, not a great team. I don't think this is a team that I'm thinking we're going to see in the NFC Championship games by any means. They're also clearly not the best team in their division. That's going to be the same. But, uh, you know, you never know when you're going to get that complete dud game out of Carolina. It happens every few weeks. We we joke about it with Jacksonville for a while. But we have these games, and I thought it was going to be the Eagles game up until the fourth quarter. 
where they just can't get anything going on offense, yeah. and they it's have usually like a bad cam game. six points yep. or or zero points or three points through three quarters. You just don't know where that came from. That happens against the Buccaneers. They're going to put up enough points to beat them. But uh, this is a stay away from me. But I'm going to pick Carolina to win by a touchdown. All right, the next game we're going to talk about is is going to be a fun matchup for a lot of reasons, but mostly because there's two young quarterbacks in this matchup, and there's a lot to like there. Jamie, Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to play the Cleveland Browns, who obviously have a new coaching staff intact. Uh, Freddie Mitchell was the uh, – Freddie Kitchens was the early uh, star of the show yes. uh, in, in Cleveland. He's got some uh, funny quotes about Bruce Arians teaching him how to make cocktails, which we all know is very, very true. Uh, so what do you see happening in this game? Nine points is a lot on the road. So I don't feel great about this one, but I'm going to take the Browns and the points here. Uh, the Chiefs are winning this football game. I don't I have any worries there. But I think the Browns can hang tough. I think the Chiefs have shown that you can limit their offense ever so slightly. Again, relative to their offense. For sure. Ever so slightly when they're on the road against a solid defense. Um, and the Browns defense hasn't been as good as I thought they were going to be this year, but I think they're going to play a little bit of inspired football. I think they're going to be down a lot of this game, but I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. Uh, I think this is a classic backdoor cover game. Uh, by Baker, uh, by all means. And uh, I, it's very interesting. It, when teams that went on these long against the spread streaks, like the Chiefs were to start the year, when they lose, they it's like 80% of the time, they lose back-to-back weeks against the spread. Interesting. And, and, okay. they, it, it, and you've kind of seen this with a lot, where teams go undefeated for a long streak, you kind of have a letdown a little bit. Uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game, but nine points is a lot. So I think I, I feel fairly comfortable taking the Browns plus nine, but – I'm not sure it's a game I'm going to bet, but if I have to pick one way or the other, I, I'm going to take the points here. Nine points is a lot, but you have to you have to envision that this team's going to come out inspired, and you've already seen kind of a, a little bit of an uptick from Baker and company. So you assume that they're going to come out, they're going to play a really tough game, they're going to be at home, and nine points is a lot. It's just a lot on the road. Uh, next game here, the New York Jets going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I believe Ryan Tannehill's uh, out again. Yeah. Uh, so we will see Brock Osweiler again. I don't know if it matters at this point. Yeah, it doesn't. He's played. Tannehill's he's, just is okay. Yeah. He's just he's a plug and play guy. One hundred percent. The Dolphins are standard three point favorites at home. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? I got the Jets twenty seven twenty three. Tough place to go down and play. Brock Osweiler's been solid, but not been great. This Jets defense is sneaky top seven, top eight in the NFL right now. Uh, it all it really this whole team comes down to does Darnold turn it over or not. Uh, I think they make enough plays to get it done. I mean, they've been explosive at times, and that defense has been really good. If you're not paying attention to them, man, Todd Bowles can just flat coach defense. Uh, and Brock Osweiler hasn't had that blow-up game yet. Um, I don't think he has a blow-up game, but I think he has a couple turnovers. I think the Jets stopped the run as good as anybody, and uh, I think they go down there and get it done. I'm going to go the other way here. Again, I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. The biggest difference to me is, again, the turnover battle. And I never thought we would be having a game – that Brock Osweiler was involved in, that I'd say he, I'm not as worried about him losing the turnover <laughs> battle as I am the other quarterback right now. Yeah. Again, I, I, I'll keep reiterating this because I don't want people to think I don't like Sam Darnold. I do. I, have, I think he's going to have a very bright future, and he's going to have a lot of success with the Jets. But right now, when he has gone on the road, it has been a disaster, even against bad defenses. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota's, Miami's defense is pretty good. It's not great. It's not elite. It's not as good as the Jets' defense. But it's pretty good. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for Sam Darnold, but I think they're going to do just enough to come out ahead in this game. Yeah, he's a rookie. Rookie going on the road. That's a, a lot of the mistakes you're seeing are growing pains of what you see with a rookie, and he's definitely been one of those quarterbacks who looks much different on the road. 
Uh, all right, the next game we're looking at here is Chicago Bears going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. Fight Nate Petermans. Yeah, Nate Petermans going to be start, starting in this game. Uh, it's, it's, uh, let's does he finish I, this game? Is Matt, how, I mean, how many snaps does Matt Barkley get in this game? Uh, I'm going to so I'm going to take the over on 10. I think Barkley's a better quarterback, but that's – listen, start Peterman, Bills. Uh, the Bears are a 10-point favorite going on the road. 10 points is a lot. I, is. I would be – if I was betting, I would Especially be – Especially for that kind of that offense. Yeah, I would right be betting now. against the Bears here. I think they're going to win the game, but 10 points is a lot. Jake, do you agree? I've got it right at 10. I got 23-13. I think the Bears defense, who's been the top defense in the NFL – uh, they had a couple dud weeks, but, I mean, I think they're just going to tee off this week. I don't know that the Bills can get to 13, so I feel okay about 10, and normally I'd stay away from that. Bears offense really needs to figure out their identity, especially in a game like this. This Bills defense has been sneaky good. If You saw that on national TV on Monday night. Um, but, I, I mean, I think the Bears can get it done. They're learning how to do it in multiple ways. Jordan Howard's getting more carries in a, in a traditional sense. Uh, so I think this game may be close, but I think the Bears pull away and win it pretty solidly. Yeah, because I, I think this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game. I think this is the lowest total I have seen this season at 37.5 right now for this game, and I, I think it might even go under that. Uh, look, I think the Bears' defense versus Nate Peterman is all you need to know. I yeah. think there could be a 14-point swing just when the Bears' defense is on the field. So I feel okay about the 10 points. I don't love it. It's a good, not great line. Uh, when Again, whenever you're betting somebody, any team in the NFL – on the road at a double digit, it's 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 a, a problem. Yeah. I mean, it, like going into Monday Night Football, nobody thought the Bills were going to win that game. But for a second, I thought at one point they were the Bills were eight to one to win the game. Eight to one for an NFL team to win a game at home, and I think it's what is it for the Bears now? It is almost four to one. So again, I, I'm going to take the the Bears here minus ten, but I, I'm not again. I'm not in love with these lines this high on the road. Again, especially since it's not an elite offense. Yep. An elite, if it's like an elite offense on the road. They're more prone to cover these kind of spreads. But I think you'll go okay with the Bears here because the Bills' offense is a big Yeah, so I've, I've got a 23-13 on the 10. I'll take the Bears. If i got to pick one or the other, I'll take the Bears to cover it. Yeah, I think Jake's gonna. I think Jake's right on the money. I think yeah. it's twenty three thirteen. Like I literally Man, think that. Yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, Trubisky's have to throw a pick six maybe for the twenty three ten probably. All right, the LA Chargers going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. Sneaky fun game of the week. Sneaky. I, would I know there's two really good games we're going to talk about later, but this is going to be a good football game. One hundred percent. The Seahawks are only a one point favorite at home. My oh my, how the times have changed uh, for the Seattle Seahawks at home. What do you see happening in this matchup? I got the Chargers 27-23. I think they go up there and get it done. Uh, that offense is really good. They're coming off a bye. I think they've, um, you know, they should have healed up a little bit. I think their bye came at the right time. The Joey Bosa thing still scares me. We haven't heard anything about him coming back and all this stuff. I think they might end up shutting him down for the year. If they do, my prediction of them having a monster second half could be a little bit different. Uh, the Seahawks offense has turned in to be pretty decent. I mean, the offensive line's not playing terrible. They're running the ball. Russell Wilson's getting some touchdown passes, and Tyler Lockett's turned into a legit number two, even though he's probably their number one. I don't think it's enough. I think the Chargers are just better. I think they go up there and win. I don't think the Seahawks' home field advantage is quite the same when that defense isn't uh, is what it's been in the past, although the secondary and the Seahawks' numbers against the pass have been really good. Uh, but Melvin Gordon coming back, I just think the Chargers have too much. Yeah, I agree, and I think that I went back and forth on this game a bunch. But Melvin Gordon being back is makes a difference for me in, in this flip here. Coming off your buy, teams coming off the buy, especially good teams, tend to have a lot of success. It's not that laborious of a travel for the Chargers. They're not changing time zones. They're going to be playing in the same time slot they normally be playing in. 
I think it's actually a really close matchup because it is in Seattle. I think this, if this was in LA, this is probably a five and a half or six point spread. Um, and Vegas is saying it's probably closer to four and a half, but, but still, uh, I'm going to take the charge in this game for the same reasons. Uh, I think Gordon's going to have a really big game in his return. Eckler's going to get involved. Uh, I wouldn't look into much into them struggling a little bit last week. Nothing that happens in London matters. Like nothing. Uh, these games over there, they're just, they're completely different teams. We see completely different offenses. Again, athletes are a creature of habit and there's no bigger habit breaker than going overseas. Hours from the West Coast. Yes. Different. I mean, it's those are crazy things. I think the Chargers are a better team, and this is a game they need to win. By the way, if you want to be a Super Bowl contending team, you need to go into eight, nine win caliber teams mm-hmm. in their home buildings and win those games. Mm-hmm. This will be a game the Chargers need to prove that. I think they will. All right. The next game uh, we're talking about here is the Houston Texans going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. This is a pick'em game, and if you want to see what Jake's opinion is on this game, you're going to have to head over to TDFancy.com and become a premium subscriber. Five and one last week. Yeah, five and one last week. The and guys twenty-two, are... eleven and one so far this season. Yeah, so two, if you, two out of three. If you've been money. if you've been following the picks, you are definitely in the green. So, Jamie, what do you see happening in this? So this is the quick Demarius Thomas revenge game. Ah, oh, I love um, it. Instantly right away. Uh, Denver's a tough – they've proven to be the tough team to face at home. But that team isn't very good. And that offense is getting slowly, slowly, slowly worse. Now, I am excited to see Portland Sutton get some more snaps. I am excited to see Deshaun Hamilton get some more snaps. I sent Jake in a very interesting stat. This is going to be more for fantasy purposes the other day uh, because I saw it and I was surprised. Because we've talked a lot about Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay on the show. So this is next-gen stats. Percentage of carries facing eight-plus men in the box. Royce Freeman has seen eight men in the box on 55% of his carries. And he's still averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Philip Lindsay only 19%. is 5.7 yards per carry. So basically, from a fantasy perspective, if you're in a dynasty league, I still think Royce Freeman's the, the running back you want. He's going to be a stud. So they can run the ball a little bit. That defense can be sneaky good at home. But I think the Texans are on a roll right now. The Texans need this game. And, again, you're looking at a team that has a lot of momentum behind it. They need to win this game in the playoff hunt. And a team that just was pulled in the deadline, yeah, we're selling. We're not going to be that team anymore. I think that's going to make a big difference here. I think the Texans win by a touchdown. All right, the next game is a premier matchup. The The next two games we're yeah. going to talk about are uh, I will not be leaving the couch on Sunday because this is going to be two back-to-back excellent games. The L.A. Rams are going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. This could potentially be a NFC championship game preview here between what is the two best teams in the NFC right now. Uh, the Rams, the road team, a one-and-a-half-point favorite this going, line has moved so much. going into New Orleans. Uh, Jake, what do you see happening in this one? This one's tough. Uh, it's a tough place to play. Uh, I still have to go with the better quarterback and the better head coach, quarterback tandem, which is really, really tight in this game. I'm going to go with the Saints at home, 31-27 in a shootout. I don't think the Rams' defense matters. They've been playing really well. Uh, you can run it on them. You can throw it on them a little bit. I think it's the best case scenario for the Rams to go on the road and lose this game now so they don't have to deal with the 13-0, 14-0, 15-0 conversation at the end of the year where do you sit guys, do you not sit guys, whatever. I don't know that that plays into this. I'm just speaking out loud of what I think for the Rams. I think the Rams are probably the better team. The Saints defense is god-awful. Uh, I'm still going to take them at home in a tough place to play, and I'm going to go with Drew Brees to get it done by four, but I don't feel great about it, and I can't, watch, can't, wait, can't wait to watch it. I think it's just going to be an absolute shootout. 
Yeah, this is going to be a really exciting game. And as, as I mentioned before, this line has moved kind of fairly significantly. I am going to – I agree with Jake. I'm going to go with the Saints at home here. And I, I, I'm on the record as saying the Rams are the best team in football. And they will still be the best team in football after they lose this game by a field goal. But I, I, I think the Saints are a really, really good football team. They're starting to click on all cylinders. Their defense isn't as good as Los Angeles's, But that, that offense at home puts up stupid numbers. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be – Maybe the most exciting game of the weekend. I think this will be more exciting than the game we're about to talk about after this. I, I like the Saints a lot at home, and I do think this is the NFC Championship game preview right now. These are the two best teams in the NFC. What the Saints can do on offense and how multidimensional they are on offense is just almost unmatched in football. Yep. What they can do with two different running backs in their passing game, you just can't stop them. Whatever they, They're going to do whatever they're going to do here. So as long as they stay healthy, this is going to be a matchup we're going to see again, but probably going to see it in Los Angeles in January. If this is uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard Jake say, and he is spot on. You in these type of matches where it's pretty evenly matched, you take the better coach with a better quarterback. And although Jared Goff has been great this year, and what Sean McVay has done is Sean is, a wizard. Is a wizard. Yeah, that's a perfect word for him. They're not Sean Payton and Drew Brees. With all due respect to them, they're not in the same breath right now. They have a long way to go before they get there. And Drew Brees at home is a completely different story. It, it is amazing looking back that the Redskins couldn't win more games when they had Shanahan and McVay on, it, on that staff. That's a pretty good it's a pretty good point there, Jamie. You uh, the the next matchup we're going to talk about is the GOAT conversation. We talked about this earlier and uh, I would like to take credit for putting it into every national pundits media show because Colin Coward was talking about it this morning and about the what if conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and that puts us in this specific match of the Green Bay Packers. Can we talk about for a second how awful it is to go to LA and then go cross the country the next week and have to play the New England Patriots? That is tough, and I enjoy all of it for Green Bay. Uh, they are a six-point underdog going into New England. Not, a, not, not really a surprise. New England's been a better football team than them all season long. Jake, what do you see happening in, in Sunday night? I think football? it's an exciting game, but these two teams are, are well down below the two teams we just talked about. Patriots at home, same thing. Head coach, quarterback. I'm going to take the Patriots at home, 30 to 26. I think it's a backdoor cover by Aaron Rodgers trying to make something happen late. The Packers team's just not very good. The Patriots kind of ran into a buzzsaw on the road in Buffalo in a trap them, you know, catch them game. They got it done. Gronk is not healthy. That's hurting this team. But having Edelman back makes such a difference. This offense is still pretty explosive. The, the Packers defense had a great game plan last week. Mike Pettin did a really good job against the Rams but they just don't have that much. The GOAT conversation is easy. Tom Brady gets the nod because he's got the rings. Aaron Rodgers is by far the more talented player, but he's only got one, and we talked about it the other day. I think his prime and his career has kind of been wasted by the people they put around him. I think the Patriots get it done at home by four, but I don't think they cover because I think the Packers have the ball last and they score. Yeah, no, the backdoor cover Aaron Rodgers game is always the, the, the concern whenever you're playing the Packers, but I, I'm going to take the Patriots here to cover. Uh, I, the Packers defense got a little bit worse since the last time we've played them. Uh, the, the, the Patriots played them because uh, I bet against them last week, and they did not work. Uh, but, <laughs> again, betting against Aaron Rodgers is always a nightmare. Uh, but to me, I just think the Patriots are a better team. That offense in Green Bay, you've got Rodgers, so anything is possible, but it's not a good offense. No. Like, you look at the players that are going through there. I don't, I'm not fully believing they're going to commit to Aaron Jones because they haven't committed to Aaron Jones in the year and a half that he's been there and been the better running back. Maybe they'll do it. I don't know. I think we might get an appearance from Sonny Michelle in this game, and anything from him will really help the Patriots' offense. I also think this is a game where 
Brady's being a little too modest this week. <laughs> Brady's pushing a lot of credit elsewhere. I think Brady's going to want to have a big performance in this game, and I do think there's going to be some offense on the Patriots' side. And I don't know how the Packers' defense is going to stop anything the Patriots are going to do. So normally storylines and narratives for me are a little overblown, but I'm with Jamie here. You, Tom Brady is one of the most competitive people of all time next to Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. Psycho, psycho competitor. Wants to not only beat you, but destroy you. I think there's a little part of him that doesn't really like that Aaron Rodgers is even being put in the same conversation as him because he only has been to one Super Bowl. And Tom Brady's like, listen, bud, I'm going to show out on Sunday Night Football. And there's a little part of me that sees the Patriots really having a coming out party and Tom Brady fist pumping his way to a huge victory against a Green Bay Packers team that really is not good. Don't mistake this, Paige. There's not a little part of Tom Brady. There's a big-ass part of Tom Brady that wants to put an exclamation point after the GOAT next to his name when this is over with. He might not sleep this week with all the extra preparation that's going in, and then his damn press conference afterward will be just like all this crap leading up to it. It'll be obnoxious as hell about how modest he is giving Aaron Rodgers all this love. I wouldn't be surprised either if, if Tom Brady has a monster game. Blow him out with a smile yeah. and a twinkle in his eye. Yeah, a smile, a twinkle, and drives away in his Aston Martin. Oh, and supermodel wife. No, no, no. He know. takes helicopters to and from the traffic. The traffic's so bad in New England. He uh, he takes helicopters. Hollywood Brady. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, exclamation point that to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, okay, so we talked about two great games, and now we're going to talk about a really uh, a really crappy game. Can I leave? Because I. Monday, I spent all year crapping up both of these teams. I like uh, Monday Night Football, the Tennessee Titans playing the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the luckily, Cow- we're all going to be out at dinner. Yeah, luckily, yeah, luckily, <laughs> me, Jake, and Jamie will be out at dinner. By the way, we- this is the problem with Monday Night Football. Like, I understand it's difficult to to project what matchups are going to be good, and I know there's a lot of politicking. NBC and Fox and CBS, who gets what games? But these are back to back weeks where Monday Night games have been just like. Yeah, this is a terrible matchup. And like I said, yeah, Cowboys are five and a half points at home, uh, favorites at home against Tennessee. Jake, what do you like happening in I this I picked game? the Titans 24-20. I don't love it. They've been that pesky team that doesn't make a lot of sense. But to their credit, they've played really good defense. They stopped the run really well. Uh, Mariota's ability to run around a little bit, I think, will negate some of the Cowboys' pass rush. I don't think the Titans are going to run it very well either, but I think they make enough plays to get it done. And I don't think the Cowboys with Amari Cooper, I think they try to force feed it to him. You know, I think they're going to take some shots. If they can run it a little bit, they might be able to get a play action shot down the field. The Titans have given up some big pass plays this year, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I see enough of that happening. They've been stingy. They've been in every, in every game. And this one's just, it's going to be, I think boring. I, but I, I, I just lean towards the Titans 24, 20, 23, 20, whatever it is. I mean, I think they just get it done by a field goal. Yeah. What I like about this game is that it's going to end. Uh, there's, just, there's just nothing. Look, uh, don't bet on this game. Go buy a pizza. Like go go eat, eat an entire pizza yourself or something. Like don't 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 waste your money on this game. Uh, but if I have to take, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus five and a half, and I don't feel great about it. Uh, they're undefeated against the spread this year at home, which is consi- significant considering they're not a good football team. Uh, I, I do think this has all the makings in the world of Amari Cooper has it one decent game, and everybody forgets that he's been mostly trash for three years uh, production wise. <laughs> And everyone's going to be all excited. Oh, the Cowboys are back. Oh, that offense is back. And they get absolutely steamrolled in the next game. I've seen this before. This is going to be the cut to Jerry and Stephen Jones in the box six or seven times during the game, pumping their fists when Amari Cooper catches a five-yard touchdown. I've seen this show before. I don't need to see it again. I will not watch this show again. 
Just spend your money on something else. Uh, this is <laughs> like subscribing to TVFantasy.com to see my premium pick. Because if you notice, I didn't set out any of the games. Yes. Because my premium pick of the week is a three-team teaser, and it's so a to, good one. So to see what that's going to be this week, go to TVFantasy.com and be a premium subscriber. Enough shilling for me. Uh, back to you, Paige. Back to me. My favorite part of this whole thing is that Jamie could not be more spot on because the the Titans are going to lose to the Cowboys. Are going to cover the spread. And then they're going to play on Sunday night football against the Eagles the next week and just get absolutely demolished. I can't wait for this storyline to go exactly how Jamie just painted it. Uh, Jake, do you have any parting thoughts on this week's matchups? This week's a little tough. I mean, uh, to toot our own horns, we have lit it up the last two weeks. Uh, the locks, all the picks that we've given you. I feel like I'm going to have a decent week, but I don't feel as good as 12-2, and 12-2 on the pick-ems the last two weeks. Um, but, man, there are some really, really good games. I cannot wait to see – Regardless of what happens in that Saints-Rams game, I think they are the two best teams in the NFC. And uh, I'm really interested to see if the Chargers can keep it together and go up to Seattle and win that game. If they do, I think they could give the Chiefs a run for their money in the second half. Jamie? I think the biggest takeaway for me this week from a betting perspective is that Vegas is getting a lot better with their lines. I think the last – you know, Jake and I have talked a lot in the last two or three weeks about, you know, how many times has Jake said, no, I picked that right on the line, I picked that right on the line, I'm a half a point off of what they had. Uh, this is this is the time of year. November's a really tough month uh, to start winning in Vegas. So you have to, again, pick and choose your, your games wisely. Don't feel like you have to bet on five, six, seven, eight games. There will be a week like last week where there were six things that Jake and I liked, and we went five and one. This week you're going to notice that we do not have six things. We have significantly fewer than that. Uh, sometimes you have to know when to be moderate and when to say, you know what, I'm not going to just bet on things for sake of betting on things. Because Vegas is smart too. They don't lose a lot of money a lot of, at sports books very often. They make $100 million of profit every single month. So you have to be very careful with what you pick and choose. Don't force things. But just keep in mind that the lines are getting a lot tighter now. Yeah, be careful. Don't don't bet on stuff. Don't be stupid. Uh, don't bet against Tom Brady. Those are that's my those are my final. Although betting against Tom Brady now means you're betting against Aaron Rodgers. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, don't, don't bet. No, we just yeah. Maybe just enjoy that one. Yeah, just enjoy what it what will be only what the second time we've ever yeah. seen these two match up. I think that's what it said. And it's and it's more than likely never going to happen again. Unless unless in a miraculous yeah, turn of events schedule, yeah. Green Bay somehow manages to make the Super Bowl, which I think at this point all of us know that or that's finish not first going. in their division again at some point. So yeah, that yeah. I, I doubt that that's going to happen. Uh, guys, or Jamie, you tell everybody how everybody can follow you on social media. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner. On Jake Instagram. B. Arians Jake. on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. All right, you guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. You can follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And like I said, and we've said throughout this podcast, go to TDFantasy.com, become a premium subscriber, be in the green, win some money, and enjoy a sweet victory with us. Uh, and enjoy mostly enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.